what is going on? This is Brian and... And this is Brandon. Oh, Brandon, you sound so sexy, you motherfucker. Oh, my no, God. because of your microphone. Oh, yes. We did get Brandon a new microphone, finally, so he sounds as beautiful as me. Whoop, whoop. This is podcast numero trace, or that's that's Spanish, right? Trace. See, <laughs> si. 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 oh my god, I'm so si. good. Um, so this is podcast number three. We are still. This is the last episode of Chemistry of Life. Can I get a celebratory whoop whoop for that, Brandon? Please. Woo! Woo! That is right. This. This podcast is going to be a little bit shorter. Its theme is proteins and nucleic acids. So let's get right into things, how our weeks went. So, Brandon, would you like to go first, how your week went? I would love to, Brian, because my week or how my week went revolves around you. You don't mean Um, that. What? I do this time, actually, because one of my professors this week reminded me an awfully lot about you. What? What does that mean? Yes. Okay. So he teaches my literature class, and we've been reading this book called On Liberty by um, John Stuart Mill. Okay. And he is, get this, he is from New Jersey. <gasps> That's teaches, where I'm from. No way. Yes. <laughs> he is from that state. He plays tennis. <gasps> he. Um, You're kidding. No, exactly. He's literally you. And not only that, but his personality, like, <laughs> it's so spontaneous and so, Ooh. I don't want to say eclectic, but like... Eclectic, fancy. Yes, but like, I don't know. It's just, he reminded me so much of you, and it was just shocking, honestly. Like, I love wow. that. I love that you get to think of me during that literature class every day of the week. You have no idea how much fun it is. <laughs> Okay. No, it was it was so hard for me to keep a straight face. Like in the last <laughs> class, it was so hard. It's you so should hard. tell him. You should tell him that. You know that. I will. This week I will. Okay. So, Brian, how did your week go? My week was actually pretty boring compared to my other weeks. Yesterday, I did get the chance though. So uh my friend came over and uh-huh. we got to surprise my aunt with a special dinner. That we made for her because she had a super long shift, so we wanted to make sure she didn't have to, like, worry about dinner when she got home. So that was fun. And Wait, we, you cooked? Yes, I cooked. Isn't that? Wow. It, I mean, it wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> it's progress. It's, it's progress. progress cinnamon buns. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> I do love my cinnamon buns. Thank you for exposing me, Brandon. Oh, yes. Um, so <laughs> But no, yeah, so that actually, it went it went great. We made this uh, salad with, like, goat cheese and, like, strawberries and stuff like that, and it was really good. Um, and we also, while we were making it, me and my friend, we were talking about you and the podcast no and way. how your voice literally sounds, like, almost orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've listened to yourself talk before, but it's pretty sexual, so. I don't, I don't like listening to myself speak. I don't know. <laughs> Well, okay. Other people do. Moving right along. So updates for the podcast. I'm not sure how many of you guys have been making use of our summaries page on the notsobrainy.com website, but Dana 
works really hard on making those summaries to be beautiful and perfect for all of us to use as resources and study guides. So we would really appreciate if you guys could check those out and thank her for doing so much for the team. We really appreciate her. So thank you, Dana, so much for all the hard work that you do. She really does an amazing job. She does. She does. She puts in so much work. And also, we just got our Patreon set up and ready to go. So you can visit patreon.com slash not so brainy and you will be put onto our Patreon page. We would really appreciate any support that you guys could give us, whether it be becoming a brainy babe a brainy beauty or a brainy bitch all three of them allow access to exclusive content that we will be posting on there including sneak peeks exclusive content slash interviews as well as funny moments and bloopers from our recordings so you can look forward to that and we would really appreciate all and any support that you can give to us so thank you in advance moving right along so Brandon, let me know, what's your, how much do you know about proteins? What's your general understanding? I mean, honestly, basically, well, okay. I think not very much because when I hear the word protein, all that comes to mind is a picture of red meat. Yeah. So like either from a cow or from those posters you see in the doctor's offices. Of oh, like, and you love your cows, don't you? I do love my cows. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so like a lot of people, when they think of proteins, they think of like working out and like beefing up, you know, manly man or, or you know, womanly woman or non-binary royalty royalty. You know what I'm talking about. Like, That's right. um, so That's right. in this episode, we're kind of going to separate There's two types of proteins. There's not really two types of proteins, but for the sake of our purposes, we're going to talk about a macronutrient versus a macromolecule. And so what a macronutrient is the red beef that you're thinking of. Macronutrients Mm. are also like carbohydrates and fats. And so, and then there's macromolecules, which is nucleic acid, carbohydrates, lipids, and proteins. Okay. Does that make sense? So they're Mm. different things. You can definitely get the macromolecule of proteins or the the monomer of proteins from eating the macronutrient protein but it's a little confusing to think about them as the same thing so it might be helpful to think about them separately okay Mm, yeah great so i'm sure you all remember our favorite mnemonic brandon do you want to say it i would love to say it i've been practicing it all week all week brandon every single night before bed it's going to a nightly ritual a nightly ritual okay all right here we go Chomps. Chomps. <laughs> Be sure you don't put the M in there. Oh, right, right. No M. No M. It's an N. No M. <laughs> Knock that leg off. And do all you remember right. what all the six elements are? Or? I believe so. I believe the C was carbon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The H was hydrogen. Yep, yep. The O was oxygen. Mm-hmm. The N, nitrogen. And you can't forget the sometimes S in proteins. Uh, sulfur. Perfect. Yes. And then also phosphorus for some other macromolecules. So like Brandon just beautifully stated, proteins are made out of, always made out of chon and sometimes have sulfur in it, depending on the type of protein. I think it's kind of ironic that the one that starts with the P doesn't have the P in it. That actually is something so interesting. Huh. I've actually never noticed that before. So thanks for pointing that out, Brandon. 
So you know how I love my alliterations. I, um, <laughs> so for the monomer of protein of proteins, we have amino acids, and there are 20 different types of amino acids, and they're all put together in different combinations. They're wrenched together. Um, my notes would like me to say, squish those bitches together in order to make the polymer, which is polypeptides. So have you ever seen the movie called, uh, called Wreck-It Ralph? Have you seen it before? I have. I saw it in theaters, I believe. You saw it in theaters. Awesome. So do you remember that scene where they're like working on car building and like they're in that factory and they're building, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 I love that scene. And it reminds me so much of this process of polymerization from amino acids into the polymer of polypeptides. And so basically you can think of like the cream cheese frosting as like polypeptide bonds. And <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's bonding the parts together in order to make polypeptides or proteins. And so we'll do an entire podcast on this process, which is called translation, which is in unit five. I think it's in unit five. It might be in unit five. I don't know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's somewhere around in the future. So yes, I'm so looking forward to that. So when we're talking about this, you are too, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about the structure of amino acids, I'm going to geek out a little bit on you guys. It's not too <laughs> important to be able to draw it, but it's just the concept of how it's made. For amino acids, there is a central carbon in the center. I mean, which makes sense because it's called the central carbon, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So we've got one central carbon and then it's kind of got like four things bonded off of that carbon. So it's bonded to one hydrogen atom, and then it's also bonded to one carboxyl group. And a carboxyl group is a group of atoms together. And so a carboxyl group specifically is COO and H. So carbon, oxygen, oxygen, and hydrogen. And then it's also bonded to an amine group. Kind of like, I like to think of amine, like, I mean, when I think of amine, I think of the artist Amine. Have you heard of him? I don't know art. You don't know art. Well, <laughs> um, so you don't like listen to music very often? Okay, I listen to music, but I don't listen to who sings the music. You don't listen to who sings the music. Okay, well, Correct. he's an artist, yes. Um, and so if you know him or you listen to his music, you can think of Amine for Amine group, except without the A at the end. And then... All of the 20 different amino acids have that hydrogen carboxyl group and amine group, but they also have this thing called an R group. And so it's sometimes referred to as the R chain, as the side chain, excuse me. And so this R group is what changes what kind or what determines what kind of amino acid it actually is. Everything has the hydrogen carboxyl amine, but there's also an R group that is what changes the type of it. Does that make sense? It does. Now, what does the R stand for? Or like, what does the R represent in the R group? That's actually a really interesting question because R actually stands for radical. Wow. And I'm not actually sure completely why. <laughs> but uh, Dana asked me the, uh, this exact same question when we were uh, making or uh, planning what we were going to do for this episode. And um, I didn't really have a... I, I know it stands for radical, but I'm not totally sure what that completely means. But we'll definitely include that in the summaries page. So, yeah. All right. I guess it's because these amino acids are so radical. Radical. <laughs> yes, they are radical yes. thinkers. Great. That's yes. perfect. Okay. 
So in biology, we have three to four levels or tiers of organization for oh proteins. Oh my gosh, that's no proteins. That's Pokemon right there. Like, what? Pokemon? Yes, because, yes, yes, yes. Because anytime, okay, it may just be a me thing, but anytime I hear three levels, it takes me back <laughs> to the Pokemon games. Because, because, because. Okay, okay. The most interesting Pokemon would have three evolutions. Mm. So... Like, is that, is this something similar? Like, are we seeing another connection of the peas here where maybe Pokemon took their inspiration from proteins? Okay. Um, great thought. No. no. But <laughs> something similar though, because, okay, so I'll answer your question while I'm talking about the structure. So right after being made through translation, the result is just a string of amino acids together bonded by polypeptide bonds, like I said. But proteins get more complex as they, as they go through the Golgi apparatus, as they do other things. They, like, fold up and kind of, like, grow, I guess, if you will, into their final form. There are three to four levels of or tiers of organizations, like I said. So there's primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary. Okay, so primary is just that end result. Right after translation, when it's made, it's just a line slash string of amino acids. It's just like a rope. You can flap it around, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can jump. You can jump rope with primary protein, primary structured proteins. Yes. And then as they continue on, they, I guess, in your terms, evolve into oh, secondary yeah which is a specialized organization due to hydrogen bonds. Do you, do you remember what hydrogen bonds are? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get an F here. Ah, You're getting don't. an F, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, so hydrogen bonds, basically what you can remember is they're pretty weak bonds, but they're when hydrogen connects to a very highly electronegative atom like nitrogen, oxygen, or fluorine. And so, oh, so like in water. Yes, like that's exactly, exactly. As I mentioned earlier when I was talking about the structure of amino acids, and so if you remember I was talking about it earlier, amino acids have hydrogen in them so they can hydrogen bond with oxygen that's in carboxyl groups and other electronegative atoms that are in other parts of the amino acids. You see? Mm. And so they form these really weird shapes and organizations due to these hydrogen bonds interacting with each other. And so there are two types of shapes that are made from hydrogen bonds interacting with each other. So there's a helix, and then there's this thing called a sheet, if you will. And so you don't really need to know exactly what those are. If you're curious, we'll include diagrams in the summaries for you all. But moving right along, so then we have the tertiary uh, structure, and that is the 3D shape. So it's kind of like when all of it comes together and folds together into making a final 3D shape of what the protein is. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, Brian, isn't there quaternary right after that? And you bet your darn two in there is. But quaternary oh is when multiple proteins stick together. So it's like multiple final proteins are like coming together to make one super protein. Okay? So... It's like, as Dana said, that's the bougiest form of the protein. Like what is? 
the quaternary. <laughs> quaternary. <laughs> quaternary. <laughs> quaternary. Yeah, I guess that's the bougiest kind. Um, but I don't. I don't really know how that applies in any shape or form. But I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. And so, in biology, a common phrase is that structure equals function because structure leads to function always. Uh, if you change the structure of something, you will change the function of it. And I want you to always know that. And so, moving on to function right along, proteins do literally everything. Okay? Mm. So, proteins, they are the unpaid factory workers of your body. They are the... You don't pay them well enough. Pay your damn proteins, guys. Okay, you see, I think I know where that radical comes from. <laughs> have a communist revolution in here, boys. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you guys didn't even know this, but this is also secretly a politically charged podcast. So, ha! That's right. Um, <laughs> anyways, so... They do so many things to keep us alive. Just to name a few, they strengthen and protect cells and tissues like collagen strengthens animal tissues. They store nutrients. They transport substances. They signal like insulin is a protein and they control the expression of genes. They participate in cell movements. They defend against foreign invaders, just to name a few. But they do a lot of other things too. Wow. Yeah. So do you have so, any questions about proteins? Well, what is your favorite function of the proteins, Brian, if there are so many, what is your favorite? My favorite kind of protein is probably enzymatic proteins. And so what enzymes do is they basically make it so that way biological reactions can happen without the need of so much activation energy. And that's a lot of chemistry that we're not going to get into right now onto how lowering activation energy works and substrates and all that stuff, that juicy stuff. But um, a lot of words I don't know. A lot of words that, that, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, do you have any other questions besides that? Or um, I think other than that, I'm pretty good. Great. Okay. Let's move right along to nucleic acids. So when you think of nucleic acids, what do you think of, Brandon? What do you know about nucleic acids? Nucleic acids, okay. So, honestly, when I see nucleic acids, not much comes to mind. <laughs> um, Makes anything, sense. It sort of reminds me of, like, electricity. And electricity? Like, maybe through electricity, battery, battery acid. Battery acid uh -huh. is really what... Yeah. Comes to my mind. That and electricity. Yeah. Okay. So that really doesn't have anything to do with it. Oh, but well, I love the connections that you form in your brain because we've done a lot yeah, of excellent. these like, what do you know about it? And it's really interesting that we all get to see what goes on inside the brain of Brandon. So uh, a lot of weird <laughs> things happen in this brain. Apparently. No, I'm just kidding. We love no, you. No, it's Brandon. true. We love you. <laughs> so nucleic acids, what do they do? They when I think of nucleic acids, I like to think of like computer coding or like hacking. Well, not really hacking, but like the code of a computer or mm. information storage or like a huge vault of like sealed off secrets. And you know what? It's really not that dramatic. 
But it's more fun (laughs) if you think of it as like a really dramatic thing, you know? Yeah. And so as for the six key elements that make up nucleic acids, it uses five. So it's chonp all the time. All types of nucleic acid use chonp without the S, no S. Hmm. Okay? Got it. Got it. So when for monomers, we have nucleotides. So the monomers or the puzzle pieces of nucleic acids are called nucleotides. And then they are polymerized or once again put together by these things called phosphodiester linkages, which is a word that you don't really need to know. And and then (laughs) they are turned into the polymer, which is actually super easy for this one. It's just called nucleic acids. So monomer nucleotides, polymer nucleic acids. Woo. Oh, okay. (laughs) And nucleic acids are so interesting. They're involved in so many different things, and there's so much to talk about it. I'm even getting excited just thinking about all the great stuff we get to talk about for nucleic acids. But He's geeking out again. No, no, (laughs) I am not. There's so much to talk about, but most of it will be done in five, so we're just going to do a brief overview for now. Okay, so you can look forward to that. So I want everyone to close their eyes. It's very magical and mystical, I promise. And My so your eyes are closed. And mm-hmm. I want you to think of a ladder, okay? Mm. Not one of those like triangle ladders, but like one of those ladders that you like lay on the ground and like do agility exercises with. You know those? Wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> Say everything you just said again. Like the oh, ladders that you put on the ground and like you do agility exercises with them. You know those? No. And I don't know what a triangle ladder is either. <laughs> those are two. Okay, you know what? Just think of a ladder. Okay, I'm over this. Um, I'll just think of a ladder. Just think of a ladder. Okay. Everyone listening knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, nucleotides, which are the monomer, are just one section of rail. So, the outside of it, like just one piece of it, and then half of a rung. So, that's how much of a nucleotide. And then the whole thing is a nucleic acid. Okay? Hmm. Yeah. So, one nucleotide consists of a phosphate group, which is kind of like one of the functional groups that I was talking about earlier. So it's just four oxygens connected to one phosphorus. And that is connected to a sugar group, which makes up the railing. Okay. And then there's a nitrogenous base, which is like half of the rung. Okay. And so the phosphate group and the sugar group, like I said, are the rail or the side of the ladder. And in nucleic acids, acid, acids, what the fuck is an acid? (laughs) Um, <laughs> a nu- and in nucleic acids, a phosphate group connects to the sugar group, which connects to another phosphate group, which connects to another sugar group, which connects to another phosphate group, and they make the railing. Okay, and then wow. the nitrogenous bases connect to another nitrogenous base, which make up a full railing. So it's two nitrogenous bases, which both connect to the sugar group, which connect to phosphates, which make the railing. Okay, does that make sense? Hmm. Okay, so, so are, yeah. So are these nitrogenous, nitrogenous, nitrogenous yeah, bases, are they comprised of nitrogen with oxygens like the phosphates or? They are comprised, they have nitrogen in it. Yes. But they're definitely made out of a bunch of different stuff like carbon and nitrogen. Yes, you're right. Excellent. Yes. 
And so there are five types of nitrogenous bases. It's C-G-A-T-U. I said that really fast, didn't I? <laughs> um, so it's C, which is cytosine, G, which is guanine, A, which is adenine, T, which is thymine, and U, which is uracil. Okay? So when polymerized, DNA becomes a double helix. Can you picture a double helix in your head? D- like, does that shape, like, make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. I'm so, thinking of your, your, your typical DNA strand. Exactly. Those are, like those are completely accurate, too. So the rungs make up the nitrogenous base pairs, which is like C connected to G and A connected to T, which are connected by hydrogen bonds. And then the, the sides of it um, are the phosphate groups and the sugar groups. Okay? So it's kind of like, instead of a spiral staircase, it's like a spiral ladder, if you will. Yeah, except if you tried to climb it, you wouldn't be able to. Can I try climbing one? I mean, I would love to watch a video of you trying to climb one. <laughs> I might try that one afternoon. Please record it. Um, <laughs> and so there are trillions upon trillions of base pairs in DNA, and the order of those tells the cell where um, which amino acids to put and in what order in order to make proteins. So all, like, the macromolecules, those two specifically are really connected together. Okay. So, do you have any questions about nucleic acids? Now, are there any nifty acronyms or mnemonics to remember the C, G, A, T, and U? No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, you could think of like CGAT, I guess, if you want to like put them together. So, and that helps you because C connects to G and A connects to T. So, in the order, the first two connect to each other and the second two connect to each other. But there's not really a good one. It's kind of just something that you have to know. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually about all that I have for everyone today. I'm sorry that it was a little bit more densely packed than previous episodes. And we didn't really like split it up and give you time to process. So I really highly recommend that you guys check out the summary page for uh, visual aids and descriptions that could help you really comprehend the things that we talked about today. Okay, great. So that is all we have today. So once again, I would like to encourage you guys so strongly to check out our website. We've got a lot of cool things on there as well as make sure to check out our Patreon page. We would really appreciate any and all support that you can give to us to continue to make these amazing episodes for you all. Okay, that is pretty much it. Brandon, do you got anything else for him? <laughs> what the I fuck kind of accent no. is that? <laughs> I have nothing for you. You got nothing? You got nothing? Not a thing. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you in the next podcast. Adios. Bye bye.